Hello and welcome to the Vivo Life show. I'm your host Josh Bolding and I'm also the co-founder of Vivo Life. We are a 100% plant-based health and fitness supplement company based here in Glastonbury in the UK. We make all of our products in our own certified organic, certified carbon neutral and renewable energy powered HQ and we plant one tree for every single order on our website. We really are going the extra mile to create the products that we believe are the highest quality on the market products that give back to the planet and products that really support your health in in a time when our health is more important than ever uh, so what we're doing is making me really really proud we've got an amazing team here who who are even in these uncertain times working so so hard harder than ever to make sure that you know we can keep delivering on our products keep our keep our stock levels up um, and keep you guys healthy and happy and I, I want to give them a massive shout out because I'm here and I'm visible and you guys are listening to my voice but there are some seriously amazing people behind the scenes here and we could not do any of this without them so I want to give them a shout out you guys know who you are and I appreciate you so much on to today's podcast I am here sharing the mic with my brother from another Fitzy aka Philip Zechevich however no one really knows him by his real name so we're going to refer to him from here on in as Fitzy uh, you can find him on Instagram at Fitzy on YouTube at Fitzy and he is the creator of some of the most delicious recipes you may ever see in your life and most importantly he's also one of the most positive most grateful uh, and most humble individuals that I know I love spending time with him I always leave conversations with Fitzy feeling uplifted, feeling inspired, feeling like I have a new perspective on the world and I'm really excited to share that with you guys. There are a couple of audio interferences for the first, I'd say, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, You will notice they pop up once or twice. This was because obviously in the times we're in, we can't do this podcast face to face, so we did it via Zoom. Um, so we had a couple of technical issues, but please bear with it because they last just a few seconds and the content in here is really, really gold. Uh, Fitzy, as usual, is dropping some really, really thought-provoking stuff. So I hope you guys can carry on with it. I hope you can push through the little the little mumbles and fumbles and get to the good stuff. I promise you it's worth it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you do, please leave us a review on iTunes and give it a share on Instagram too. It really does help. Love fam, speak to you soon. If you could time travel to any period in history, where would you time travel to? Honestly, it would either be the stone age just because it's like humanity stripped to the bare basics or i know you're probably wanting to one but or i'd probably travel to the egyptian times hmm. and i know if i was to ask you that would probably be one of your answers as well yeah that's that's always been the one that i i think about this question a lot that's always been the one that that was on my mind and um, mm. tell tell me why just because the stuff that they done in that time fascinates me and i still feel like it's going to fascinate humanity forever the Mm. way they built the pyramids the technology in inverted commas they had slash didn't have just amazes me um yeah i'd love to know the outlook on things the way they saw the world um i just feel like that's a very fascinating time and then 
the Stone Age, I just feel like it would be weird and unique to experience that. Like are you picturing like like the Flintstones kind of Stone Age or like people living yeah, um, in, in caves it, and, and sort of writing on yeah. bits of slate? Yeah, exactly that. And just wow. sitting in a cave by the campfire waiting for like a saber-toothed tiger to come past and I'd, that would be cool. I think, I think really you've realised how comfortable your life is here. If you could go back there, even for a day, you, you would, you'd come back and, you'd, you'd, and then you'd go to Tesco and then you'd go into the <laughs> toilet roll aisle and then you'd see that we can choose between extra soft toilet paper, aloe vera scented <laughs> toilet paper, uh, bamboo recyclable toilet paper, and you would realise just mad. just how soft we've become. Honestly, it's mad. And then to to go from one extreme that to say that extreme, just being in a cave with I don't know a, a robe around your private parts, mm. and not having anything to wipe a bum with like you say whereas now you've got billions of options it's just something fascinating that that would be an experience i the reason i'd like to do that one is purely for the like that that sense of just having to be on your guard because i think i i really again we we do we do the breathing we do the cold showers we do all of this stuff to kind of force your body into that state of not being comfortable mm. but i think this <laughs> this would just be like levels above because you couldn't really i don't know if you'd be able to fully switch off at any point you'd always have to have your wits about you uh, i think that's i think that's why humans as humans we develop like such an intricate stress response and we're so mm. alert to like these little dangers which come into our lives which aren't really dangers now but we still treat them like they are that saber-toothed tiger so just yeah, being, being yeah. in that situation where literally you walk out and it is you against the world rather than walking out and, you know, if, as long as you can cross the road sensibly, you know that you're going to be safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to then, to then experience that sort of stress or being on edge or alert all the time mm. would be a very, very weird experience. And I saw this in your, I'm not sure whether it was your recent email or your recent message to the team, but it was something about, you know, we can't stop and smell the flowers every single bush we walk past. Mm. Otherwise, that would just hinder us in a way. So we've developed all these things that stem from that sort of period of time that now, maybe consciously or unconsciously, we aren't aware of, like, the whole mind being negative in a way to protect us from something popping out of a hedge that might harm us or a saber-toothed tiger that might kill us. And then we still carry those aspects in our day-to-day -day lives in today's society. And I feel like being aware of them and using them in a way which is going to benefit us rather than cause us more harm is a very helpful way of just, I guess, managing stress and dealing with things that come on a daily basis. So yeah, I feel like experiencing that part of time where there was nothing, where we were literally that human that constantly had to be on edge and on guard, that would just be cool in a way. But also in a way where I would love to see nature untouched. Mm -hmm. so just I don't know, I'm picturing myself now sitting in a cave above like this huge gorge where there's just all these trees and mountains behind and like seeing that beauty without anything damaged or untouched mm -hmm. that would be amazing yeah 
yeah that that feeling of being the first to be there mm-hmm. and to know it's completely mm-hmm. untouched because we have we have what we class as nature here and, and wilderness but very very little of it is wild anymore it's either cult, especially here in the uk i mean when mm-hmm. in the usa it's very different but here in the uk almost everything's cultivated for farmland or for some sort of purpose even if it's completely stunning you know even if it's a national park or whatever you know a lot of it is is being used and to be in that place where you know you it's completely rugged it's completely as nature intended i think it would be really really special Um, yeah yeah for sure do you do you think time travel does exist i think in a way there might be certain things that we could probably take i don't know if i can go into this too much but there may be stuff (laughs) like i don't know like just speaking broadly out there like psychedelics for example or where people have had experiences that have taken them either or given them an insight into future events that might happen Mm. but then again this could also be a natural state we are in where we have these moments i don't know in the physical sense where it's like time travel you step into a time machine and then go back to 1982 no of course like we do get glimpses of the past yeah yeah i feel like we do get glimpses of the past and the future sometimes naturally but then also sometimes this can be enhanced whether you know through psychedelics for example that might connect certain parts of our brain that aren't always connected to make us see or feel those things or maybe through like a deep meditation where we reach a state which we aren't usually in which then allows us to feel and experience these things so in some sort of sense maybe yes but in the actual sense that we step into a time machine or a car and it flies us to the year 3000 no not really i think if it was going to be any car it'd be a tesla i think that's, that's, <laughs> I, I think elon musk is secretly working on it i reckon probably but it's weird because like, then i see stuff when i think of this stuff I, like i don't know like the simpsons they predicted so many weird things Mm. Like over like a hundred events that have happened have been predicted. They've predicted so many weird little events that <laughs> have happened in real life. And I don't know whether that's just cause he's tripping on acid or psychedelics all day long and then creating episodes or I don't know how, but I feel like, yeah, sometimes we can get little glimpses into the past and the future. The reason I don't think you can rule it out is because humans are constantly innovating and providing that we survive you know into the future because i mean that's an unknown in itself Mm. you know who knows if a natural disaster is going to happen or you know what what is going to happen but providing we do keep innovating like we do then there will come a point surely inevitably where we we find out how we how to navigate space and time and then if you can if time travel is an option it does become a thing whether that is in our physical sense so whether that's our physical body traveling or whether that's like our soul or our spirit traveling mm-hmm. time travel has already exist but existed but if it has then we would never know because every time someone moves into the past and yeah. that little thing changes then your whole reality in today's world changes but you would not know because then that is and has always been your past so if if time is like this this big this big kind of linear line like we like to think of it is which is not but if something did change then 
this present moment that we're living in would still be the present moment, but it would be different, but we would not know any different because that past has therefore always been our past. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's the, that's the thing that confuses me. And then, and then of course you have those, those yeah. little moments where you have that feeling of deja vu or that little kind of yeah. premonition that you, where you get to someone you've been like, Oh, I've been here before, but I can't quite yeah. work out yeah. when or why. And those little moments make me think, okay, if even like you say, if it's not possible in the physical sense, is our concept of time distorted at best or mm. com- completely wrong to, to say the least? I don't yeah. know. Like you say, like deja vu. I've honestly had moments where, say, I'm like reading a book or something that I've never picked up before, or something like a whatever it is, and I can I almost say to myself, I'm going to turn the page over and I know exactly what I'm going to see, hmm. or like I've like a part of me inside has experienced it already. So even if it's like a brief five seconds or something where I'm like, oh crap, I actually know what's about to happen, or I've seen this before, or even though I've never actually picked up that book or watched something or seen something, a part of me has this weird experience, I guess we call deja vu, where it's like, I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've seen this before or experienced this before. Mm. So in that sort of sense, like exactly like you said, I guess it is all a bit distorted. So if, if you were a time traveler from the future and you're coming back to the time that we're living in now, and you had some advice for people, what would you say? <laughs> I'd say, yo, guys, stop what you've been doing and start whatever you've been doing during this pandemic, honestly, because <laughs> the planet is breathing and the earth is bearing itself. So I'd say stop. I don't know. I'd almost look at like humanity from the outside perspective as like we're this weird little virus on planet earth and we're just like expanding it and just destroying it like we're polluting the air we're like building all these things we're just destroying planet earth just by being humans the way we have been so far but if i could say go to the future and come back and tell humanity or the people something it would just be to stop destroying the planet in ways which we are doing so now the last two three weeks We've seen like drastic changes in like nature already. Yeah, and I and I think the the changes we've seen. I so I do I do want to look at them more closely because I, I want to know actually how much how much of it is tangible and and how much of it is is just hype because obviously I'm I'm aware that you know there's photos being shared and there's these these you know videos of um, you know the streets in Venice or the the clouds in China or whatever mm. it is in these places that are you know obviously the pollution has gone a lot down but i do i do want to be able to check that they're correct but purely on a local level like being being back here i can sense a difference i it's we're in this Mm. moment now where where spring is coming in and things seem to be coming to life we were talking about it earlier and and i don't know the sky seems bluer and the the birds seem singing louder Mm. and there's there could they and the blossoms on the trees seem to be be brighter and there could there's a number of reasons for this it could be that the earth is is finally saying i'm healing and thank you and you know notice mm. this or it could simply be that we we are slowing down more in this time and we are noticing the things that were there anyway uh or it could be a combination of the two right it could it could be that we are yeah, slowing down yeah. and we're and we're becoming more present and the earth is healing and it and it's and we're listening to its call whichever of those it is it can only be a good thing right 
Yeah, exactly. And like you say, we're never going to know if all those pictures that we see of the canals in Venice are true and blah, blah, blah. And it's the, it's the internet after all. It's people making up stuff all the time. But if we do look at it on a local level, I definitely feel like there's a change in, in the sky, even when it's nighttime. Like, I can somewhat see the stars clearer than I ever could before. Hmm. The air smells different. Everything feels almost different on a local level but better i guess living in london it it's more apparent to you right because you're 20 minutes from an airport you're you're in a flight path so you're you're probably you know noticing it even more right Mm, mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely and to think that all of a sudden just from like in the space of a day from there being a dramatic cut into how many cars are on the roads and how many factories are open and all these things like no doubt that's going to have an impact into what what we're speaking about so yeah i do feel like on a small level it does it does impact it a lot yeah i absolutely agree fizzy how how are you navigating the time right now because it's it's brought up a lot of challenges for me like i'm not gonna lie this this week i've Mm. i've had a couple real difficult days where i've you know i've really missed people and I've, I've mm. missed some, you know, the, well, the thing I've missed the most is, is human connection and being around the people I, I love and, and, you know, spending less time at home, less time on, on technology and yeah. actually being with people. Um, you are perhaps the most positive and the most grateful person that I know. I think it's your superpower. Uh, how, how are you finding this time? Have you found any challenges at all? Well, firstly, thank you for those kind words. Um, I do really appreciate that. And do you know what, like you, yeah, I have, I have had ups and downs and found it challenging in a way. I feel like, I don't know, the, the main aspect of humanity is community. Like we're social beings. We can't survive if, if we're alone. And to have this experience, which is basically being alone 24-7 in isolation, in a closed room and not really having that much time and freedom to step outside. And mm-hmm. so... I've tried my best and I'd say around 80% of the time I am positive about it. Like I've used my days in ways where I'm somewhat more productive. Um, I am looking after myself, that my mindset is good, that my mental health is good. So I've been eating really well, working out a lot more and putting a lot more time into making sure that I'm stretching and moving. But then there also have been a lot of challenges and some challenges have been, you know, sharing, essentially, I'm here with my sister under the same roof, sharing the same space with her. And, you know, it's not normal for humans to be in each other's spaces and faces 24-7. So just daily challenges of trying even harder to remain positive during everything that's going on has been hard. I do really miss people. I do miss going outside and doing the things that make me happy on a daily basis whether that be eating out, shopping. I really, really enjoy shopping, which now I can't enjoy as much. Shopping as I in like food shopping? I go to the supermarket and it's I'm stressful, anxious. Right? I get yeah. a weird feeling in my chest. Um, yeah, it is. And I used to love it. Honestly, I used to look forward to going food shopping all the time, especially my girlfriend as well. We used to love it. It'd be like an adventure for us. We'd be walking down the aisles, like looking at all the products and thinking what we're going to make. Whereas now... I go in there and I'm not an anxious person at all and I'm very grateful for that but during this time I've actually experienced 
more anxiety than ever before doing things that I love, like food shopping, because you have to be wary of what you're touching and you have to keep your distance from certain people. And that's sometimes caused me anxiety, which then affects me the way I go back home and communicate with the people I love. It somewhat had an impact on that. Um, so it has been hard, even for someone like me, that you say I am a very positive person and I'm very grateful as well in many aspects of life. But those little daily challenges have proven to be hard. And I guess it gets easier over time because you do realize it and you grow from it and you improve. But yeah, little things like that really have been hard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird, and I think the the anxiety that you speak about, I think it's it's this collective anxiety and this collective fear that is around everyone. Like it's it's in everyone right now, and it's you you mm. pick up on it. Mm-hmm. So when you when you go into the supermarket, you're you know you know like how when you go into a church, you're stepping into this place that that's been used as a place of worship for like hundreds of years and and you pick up on that vibration you feel it you go into the church and even if you're not religious you feel like wow this place is is you know it makes me feel uplifted i feel i feel Mm. good in this place just because of like the resonance of it and you compare that to going to a supermarket right now it it, you are you're kind of stepping into like a a house Mm. of fear you've got all this all this like collective anxiety and and fear and distrust like all locked up in this room and you step in and you can't help but feel it and i actually think that that is more dangerous than the virus itself because that is impacting the way that people are engaging with each other it's the way that they're engaging Mm -hmm. with the world so we have to of course we have to you know we have to be sensible and we have to you know follow the rules and the guidelines and everything but we also have to be very conscious not to get caught up in that ball of fear or at the very least have things that we can yeah. do that that can help yeah. us cope with it right so when we go into that environment you get in get it done get out and then mm. come home and, and find that practice find your anchor that's going to bring you back into the present moment and get you out of that state of fear and you know that could be like you say you're you're stretching your time outside yoga meditation even just like you know just being back and being being with your loved ones, whatever that is, it's important to try and shift yeah, that state yeah. as soon as you can because, you know, it's important to be informed but equally that fear state is not going to help anyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I couldn't agree more. I feel like everyone has to, even more so during this time, have some sort of anchor where they go to that maybe calms them down or puts them at ease in whatever way that looks like for you. Uh, for example, Lou and I have been doing a puzzle and even that like looking forward to just doing something like that that we would never almost never do previously has been exciting and has been a nice way to unwind and relax in the evening without Mm -hmm. staring at a screen and it's also been a nice way to communicate as well we both come to it in a very peaceful um, mindset and I really have been enjoying that space and I feel like as much as there are challenges through all of this there also have been moments where I've looked at things that I almost used to take for granted before, like the simple things and the smaller things that you don't necessarily feel that grateful for when, for example, this situation isn't going on. So as hard as it has been, it has also been very unique and beneficial in some ways as well. Like I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about, 
how to treat others um, in ways that I wouldn't have before if none of this was going on. So for that in itself, I'm grateful for. As much as it sucks going through it in the moment, I am always grateful for it when I come out of it. Yeah, the the way I'm seeing it right now, it's like it's like a really hard workout, right? Like it's <laughs> it's it's that it's that workout that you really don't want to do, and you will make every excuse yeah. to get out of it. And and I'll be perfectly transparent. I've I've realized that I've come into this whole thing with three stages. My first my first was denial, uh, the denial being nah, this isn't happening, this will blow over, this is a media frenzy, all yeah. of this stuff. The yeah, second, I bet you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the second stage was like bargaining with myself and saying, it's only going to be a week, it's only going to be two weeks, I'm, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't going to be a big thing. Mm. And then the third, which is where I'm at now, which is actually acceptance and realizing that this is our reality right now. And, and this could be weeks, but it could be months. We no one knows. So we now have two choices. We can, we can look for the lessons in it and look for the positives, or we can just be, just, just write this time off as wasted time yeah. and, and, you know, just put our heads down, play on Nintendo yeah. DS and get yeah. through it. But I'm not, I don't, the reason I'm not choosing that option is because like that tough workout, I know that if I commit to it and if I don't make excuses, mm. then there will be growth here, no matter how hard it is, no matter how mm. much it hurts, no matter how much it is painful, there will, there are a lot of lessons we can take from it. And what I think is going to happen is that we're never, we're never going to go back to normal. There's ne- there's mm. never, there's never going to, our old normal is never going to be normal again. There will be a new version of normal, whatever that looks mm. like. And I, th- I th- think that we're going to be adding things back in layers. So for instance, maybe the first thing that will happen is, is you're allowed to, you're allowed to mix with small groups of people. And then maybe a month after that, you're allowed to go into a small cafe. And then maybe a little bit after that, you're allowed to, you know, yeah. go to the beach or whatever. And I think if, if, if we navigate this correctly, then when these things are added in, we can really go into each one of them with such a new sense of appreciation and gratitude and yeah. layer yeah. them in. Rather than saying, right, click our fingers, we're going back into the big world and everything resumes. I hope if we can be adding things back, you know, bit by bit, then we'll realize like, just what a blessing each one of them is. And mm. all, these, all these little things that we take for granted, we actually really have a chance to appreciate them one by one by one. And that's what, that's what I'm so excited for. Like the thought of, the thought of like me, me you, Miles, Tori, yeah. Cliff, Lou, like going out, going out yeah. for you yeah. know, some food or just going to the park or whatever. It's just such a something that's really getting me through right now um yeah, and you know just those things that last summer we were doing and and not taking them for granted but we would just do them every day mm. whereas now it's like a it's almost like a holiday that you're looking forward to mm. but something something so simple like that and something so little i guess now it obviously seems big but something so little back then that you're really looking forward to now like that's that's special and I feel like this period will make us appreciate all those little special things even more so than we had before. And like you say, say using this period to, you know, for like growth in ways that we couldn't before is a good time to do so because these lessons say that we get now through this, we're probably never going to have again. Well, I hope that we never have again. I hope that we don't have something like this worldwide again. Um, because this has probably been the most serious thing 
that humanity has experienced in a very long time. But yeah, if we gradually ease into the way of life, the way it was before, I feel like we still will hold on to all those special little things compared to say, if you were to just click your fingers and everything go back to normal, it'd almost be like, well, we haven't really taken on board the things that we've appreciated in this moment. So everyone's just going to go back to normal. But whereas if we do it gradually, we're still going to hold on to the lessons that we've learned and the things we've taken on board and appreciate those even more. And that's my hope. My hope is that the new normality is we realize that we don't need all this stuff and we don't need to be Mm. doing all the things that we were doing that, that we thought made us happy and they really don't. And we realize that Mm. actually the things we were looking for are around us in the people and in like the nature around us too. Mm. And if the biggest lesson we get out of this is to respect people more and respect our planet more then I think, you know, COVID-19 has been a a really, really horrible thing, but I think it would also Mm. have served a purpose if that is what happens out of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's a really good point. And I think the biggest take from all of this is what everyone misses the most is just that connection, like Mm -hmm. the social connection Like even I find myself, like say for example going to the supermarket when i used to do it before i'd always make an effort to ask the person at the counter like hey how's your day going you're mm-hmm. right or whatever it is even just say something random just to bring a smile to their face and that that has always been in me whereas now i find myself going into a supermarket i'm anxious and i don't even want to look at the person opposite i don't even want to almost communicate i just want to I just want them to scan my items and just get out of the shop. And that's not me being a mean person. That's just me not being used to feeling like this and maybe not coping with it in a way. But I feel like when we are walking around, you know, getting our our day of movement or whatever outside in the park or wherever it may be for you or going grocery shopping, people avoid each other like nobody wants to look at each other it's like we're zombies and that's Mm. weird like humans aren't made for that so to go from you know like smiling at a random person in the supermarket to almost not even wanting to look at them is like i don't like that Mm. no way and i guess i'm learning how to cope with you know being anxious at certain times or being down more so than ever before which yeah as much as it sucks in the moment i'm still grateful for but it's just that connection that community that's what everyone misses i feel like i had this really weird experience when i when i first got home and i went on my first hour day walk and Mm. i went i went out into nature just went on this footpath where there was you know there's quite a few people it was last was it last weekend and it was like a Mm. nice sunny day and I, I hadn't really learned the new social etiquette and the new normal. And as I was walking down this path, like it just parted like the Red Sea. And there was people, there was two people two in front of me and then two people in front of them. And they both just mm. kind of like jumped to the side and sort of like almost hid behind a tree <laughs> as I just kept walking. And, but, but so there was that, but then there was also a subtle acceptance and knowing between us. And there was like this kind of little smile and mm. we, we know, we know we're in this together. We know this isn't going to last forever. And we also know mm. how ridiculous this feels to be, to be jumping yeah. out of the way of people, you know, just to keep your three meters. It has to be done, but it, it feels very alien. It, 
it 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 fascinates me how adaptable and how quickly we learn these new cues though so how Ooh. how within this because let's face it this has been our our reality for maybe three to four weeks and yeah. we you know we we, we we suddenly like now we're shaking everyone's hand by shaking elbows we're crossing <laughs> the street when we see someone we're you know just all these all these things that that were not built into us are now suddenly re- reflexes you know they, yeah, they just happen, yeah. happen naturally which is odd um i don't want to i don't want to dwell on on the current situation too much what i would like to look at is is ways we can obviously we spoke about ways we can use this for good um one one thing i wanted to talk about today was purpose uh and the reason i wanted to talk about purpose is because Mm. i think purpose is something that a lot of people are searching for um i think purpose is a lot of the time it, it is you when you think of someone who has a purpose you quite often you think of the the businessman who's who's you know found his dream business mm. and he's you know doing this um massive venture or you think of the philanthropist who started this big amazing charity but i think purpose yeah. goes a lot deeper than that i think it's also in your your day-to-day interactions i think it's the way that you interface with the world it's the way that you communicate i think you can live a life of purpose simply in the way that you interact with you know your your day-to-day environment i don't think it has to be this big grand gesture yeah, i think I simply you know carving out time you know when you're carving out time to be with someone for me to if you're being purposeful it's being there with them looking them in the eye having a conversation not being there on your phone or it's you know it's if if i'm committing to my health and if i'm purposeful in my health then it's it's really committing to that and it's making food that nourishes my body it's taking time to to work out and to invest in self-care and to stretch and to walk and to be outside and all of those things like i think all of those things come into a sense of purpose and what i hope from this time is that people can find that sense of purpose in them yeah, um, yeah. even if it just is in the smaller things and then that can then you know that can then expand out like ripples and mm. soon enough those smaller purposes become bigger purposes the re- this is a very roundabout way of me saying that i would love to talk about the story mm. where where you found your purpose because you're an extremely purposeful guy. Um, we we share a lot of common purposes mm. too. And and you know, for anyone who's out there wondering what their purpose is, how did you find yours, and and how do you carry a sense of purpose yeah. into the world today? Well, do you know, I think it probably all started for me, and I'd say after university. So up until that age of being, what. 18, 19, I felt like I, as an individual, was so occupied with the system of doing things, like going to primary school and then going to secondary school, then sixth form and then university. And I felt like up until that point, all those decisions weren't me. They were from outside sources, whether that be the education system or my parents or the news or the media or just telling you to do certain things in a way or in a path that's lined up for you and up until that point I felt like I didn't have a purpose like I didn't really know who I was I didn't really know what ignited me I didn't really know what gave me that spark for life like I didn't really know much about myself and only after that when I was almost dropped into the real world after university did I feel like I like I remember feeling like 
wow, I've got so much time on my hands. I've got so much time to learn what makes me tick and what my interests are and what I like doing and what I don't like doing that I felt like this is the perfect opportunity for me to find my purpose. And it started on a very, very small scale where I almost, after university, I didn't get a job straight away. I had all this time and I thought, let me make the most of it and to find out all those things that I didn't have time for before because I was so occupied by going to school every day and then doing homework and then dissertations and then coursework. Like once you've, when you've got all that stuff going on, you don't really have time to explore your inner self. So up until that moment, I didn't have any of that. And then I started to explore all the little things that made me tick. Like I really, really enjoyed working out. Always, always that was a part of me. Um, as a youngster, I enjoyed playing video games and skateboarding. But working out always was a part. And even throughout uni, that was the only thing that sort of gave me somewhat of a purpose and I look, that I looked forward to. So I evaluated all the things that made me happy and that I liked doing. And then I kind of picked one which gave me the most joy and purpose. And at the time, it was working out. And then I dived deeper into that and started to look at other areas which surrounded working out, whether that be lifestyle habits or nutrition or taking care of yourself and other ways that would benefit what I was doing, say, in the gym. And then I actually started to dive deeper into food and nutrition and how I could fuel my body better to improve my performance whilst working out. And then I became so passionate about food and health and nutrition and cooking that I started to spend more of my time doing it just because it made me happy. And because at the time it's what almost gave me a purpose. It's what occupied my time the most. I would read about it, then I would spend time creating stuff in the kitchen and learning. And from that, it just grew, grew, grew into a point where I thought, do you know what? If I if money wasn't a thing, if there wasn't anything to do in life, what would I spend the rest of my life doing? Mm. And at that point it was that. So in that sort of way I knew that that what I had discovered at the time was my purpose. And it was just putting passion um, and time and effort and energy into food. And that almost grew more than my passion for working out did. And now, of course, I still do both. And my biggest passion is in food and health and wellness and lifestyle and fitness. But that's how it all started. So for anyone listening out there that may not know what their purpose is currently, my biggest advice from my personal experience would be to just pick or even write a list down of all the things that you like doing, whether that be painting, running, swimming, um, reading, uh, whatever it is, like building, I don't know, anything like, or cars or mechanics, whatever it is, just write it down a list of all the things that bring you joy and then narrow that list into the things that you enjoy doing most. And say, if you enjoy painting, dive deeper into that, explore all the different types of painting, explore what makes you tick the most. And once you sort of narrowed it down, you can literally, now I'm very, very grateful and thankful and appreciative that I'm in a place where my occupation ties perfectly within my biggest passion, which is food, 
health and wellness and lifestyle. And I'm super grateful for that. But what I want to say is that whatever your passion is, whether that be building cars or painting or gardening, you can essentially monetize that down the future or further down the line. And your passion can become something that you do every single day and get appreciated for. Mm. And so as long as that purpose or that thing that you're doing makes you happy is something that you can potentially live off and do long term has an impact on the world then you know you're doing something right and i feel like Mm. just explore all the little things that make you tick narrow them down and dive deeper into the one that makes you tick the most and then from that everything else will follow do you know what you've you've just perfectly described and i don't know if you did it intentionally have you ever heard of the japanese concept called ikigai Okay, so it's funny that you actually say that and brought that up because I bought Lou a book recently for her birthday, which was around the middle of March. Um, and it was exactly that book. Uh-huh. And we're currently in the process of reading it. But it's always been a concept. Even, even before I was aware of it, I kind of thought to myself, what could I do that is going to make me happy on a daily basis that gives me a purpose, that fulfills me, but then that I can also make a living of because let's face it, in today's world, if you can't somewhat make a living doing what you love doing, then as much as you love doing it further down the line, you're probably not going to love doing it as much. So what can I do that fulfills me and makes me happy? What can I do that I can make a living off? And then what can I do that brings purpose and impact into the world that might somewhat leave this world in a better place than when it did initially or when I came here initially that concept and I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the book more that concept does amaze me it's so for any, anyone that, that isn't aware of it um in japan they have a word called ikigai which actually doesn't have a literal translation it's it's somewhere um i mean i'd say purpose is probably the the closest translation but even that doesn't quite do it justice so what there is is four circles um they are what you love, what the world needs, what you can be mm. paid for and what you are good at. And when these four circles overlap right in the middle of all four, you get what's called your ikigai. And that in Japanese philosophy, everyone has an ikigai um, and we can, we can all find it and harness it if, if we so choose. Um, that doesn't mean to say that the other things are irrelevant. So for instance, there are things that you love and there are things that you're good at perhaps you can't be paid for, but these, these things are, are still, they become your passion. They're still relevant. Um, and they don't, they don't have to be monetized as such. Mm. So for, for instance, it, it could be, um, it could be being a mother or it could be, um, you know, doing volunteer work at, at a local dog sanctuary or something like that. You know, these are, these are all serving mm. the world. You can't necessarily be paid for them, but that doesn't mean they're of less value. Um, but that sweet spot in the center is that thing that, that is within all of us that we can actually turn into our life purpose or that thing that, that we focus you know, a lot of our time on and actually use as a career too. Um, and it's, it's, a really, it's a really cool concept because in Japan, they, so they have this word, they also don't have a literal word for retirement because yeah. when, you, when you find your ikigai, your your life purpose then why would you ever retire from it like you may you may 
serve it in different ways you may serve the medicine in different ways so for example if your if your life if your um if your life purpose was was growing food and um you know be, being a farmer then you may go from doing that for a, a living to just doing it in your own back garden and then eventually when you mm. get really old t- teaching and educating others and, and telling them your tricks but that thing never fizzles out because that's the thing that gets you up in the morning. Why would you just want to retire and just sit around and read the newspaper for the rest of your life? Like it just yeah. doesn't exist. Um, yeah. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a really cool concept. And one thing that you touched on that, that I want to circle back to is you mentioned you gave yourself that time um, mm. to actually explore your passions and to listen and to, to work out what you're actually interested in. And that's something I feel that a lot of people haven't allowed themselves in their life Uh, And maybe now for the first time ever, we're getting the opportunity to do that. And actually in this great big void that that we have of space and time, we Mm. we have the opportunity to tune in and and listen to what what those things are and what we actually do enjoy doing. And it may be stuff that you've never tried before, which is why now is such a good time to maybe pick up a a musical instrument or pick up a language or start to paint or whatever that looks like. like. Just give yourself permission and freedom to experiment with that stuff because that's where you will start, you might not find it right away, but you might think, oh, wow, okay, I really enjoyed painting. Perhaps I'm going to turn my attention to drawing. And then when you draw, you might find that actually being out in nature, you you draw really nice canvases of nature. Um, and then things like that, will it will just follow on from there. But it's giving yourself that time and that freedom to be able to do that. Um, a lot of, you know, we, we have a lot of time on our hands right now. So if not now, then when? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes feel guilty when they have all the time, but they feel like maybe they're not being productive in a little literal sense that maybe they're not doing the work that they should be doing, or maybe mm. they're not like being productive in ways which they feel like they're doing productive. But actually just giving yourself that time and space to almost not do anything, to not mm. have distractions from work, from family, from school, uh, just not having all those outside sources of distraction and giving yourself pure time and space, being in your own self to explore what you enjoy doing the most and what you would be happy doing with for the rest of your life. That's something truly precious. And I feel like people shouldn't feel guilty for not doing productive things. People should be comfortable with just not doing anything but using that time to discover what's inside them and what makes them tick. And honestly, I never knew that up until I graduated university where it was just what, just before my twenties or something. So up until then I had no clue as to what I wanted to do for the rest of my life or what would make me happy and having a year or so. Yeah. I think, yeah, looking back on it now, it was probably the process over a year of just self experimenting with different things and trying new things and, all the things that I tried, a lot of them I didn't enjoy, but I still tried them to see if they would give me any purpose. And I just went deeper into that. And then I discovered more aspects of that. For example, like you said, painting, like start painting. And if you don't like painting with acrylics, paint with oil or something or watercolor and just dive deeper down the path of what makes you happy and what makes you tick, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for you. And in that, you will find purpose. And then further down the line, looking at the whole ikigai, you will find something where, you know, it brings joy to you, where you can be paid for it, where it 
has an impact on the world, whatever that might maybe you can make an impact on the world with like giving someone a painting makes their world. It can be a mm. huge outlook on them. So whatever that looks like for you, find something that you really enjoy doing and just dive deeper into it. I'm so glad you mentioned the productivity thing because I think I fell into that trap this week where I was, mm. I had so, you know, again, we, we have all this time on my hat on our hands and, mm. and my mentality was, I'm going to be super productive. I'm going to get loads of stuff done. I'm going to really make this time count. But just because we, we have this more time does, does not mean that, you know, it all has to be served in, in, you know, mm. going at hundred miles an hour. If anything, it's probably a sign that we, could and should be taking a step back right now um and it was only after a conversation with with a friend the other night that i realized that that i was actually in that place where i was almost judge, judging my my days in quarantine by how much i got done and i would i'd come you know i'd you know i'd come yeah. to the end of the day and i'd be like oh yeah i haven't seen anyone or spoke to anyone but i've got i've got a million things <laughs> done off my to-do list and and that you know it might it might be what success looks like in in a work environment but it certainly you know from a personal growth perspective you do need a balance um i actually i got i got sent this thing this morning uh and it's a quote by a man called paul goodman who i don't i don't know who he is but i i um apologize Mm. paul if you're listening but i do want to i do want to (laughs) read what it what it says because um he says be patient do nothing cease striving we find this advice disheartening and therefore unfeasible because we forget it is our own inflexible activity that is structuring the reality. We think that if we do not hustle, nothing will happen and we will pine away. But the reality is probably in motion. And after a while, we might take part in that motion. But one can't know. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. So until we, yeah. we actually give ourselves that permission to, to surrender and, and not do nothing, but just you know not judge ourselves by how much we are doing, then... Yeah we then we can't actually flow into this new state that we are trying to flow into or move into because we're not surrendering to it it's like if there's if there's a if there's a current that's taking you in or a current that's going in one direction and you're aggressively paddling against it sometimes the best thing to, that you can do is is surrender to it and see where it takes you and and that may be where a lot of people are at right now whereas yeah. where we're, we're in a time when we have to we force ourselves to slow down and do nothing and and let's see what happens let's see what, yeah, what inspiration sure. comes up let's allow ourselves to be bored and let's allow ourselves to slow down and and then harness those moments of gold and wisdom within yeah. it because they they can be found and um i think that that mirrors your journey which which is is really beautiful and, and fitting for the time we're in right now yeah 100 percent, and i couldn't agree more and if there's anything i want a person to take from this is that don't feel guilty for not doing something productive or for not like doing anything use as long as don't get me wrong i know there is a time and place for uh eating popcorn and donuts and watching netflix especially if you're feeling sad or down or upset there's probably not much that you want to do apart from that but if you're sitting on your ass all day and sort of lying to yourself in a way that you're not doing anything productive but you're also not really discovering yourself so don't feel guilty for not doing nothing as long as you're somewhat active about looking into yourself and maybe exploring new hobbies, picking up a musical instrument and seeing if that makes you tick and just actively seeking that purpose and that joy in whatever it may be. 
then from that you'll truly find what your purpose is and yeah just go on that road and see where it takes you go down that river and see it it definitely is unknown like but like you say just surrender to it and more likely than not it's going to take you to an amazing place that you wouldn't have expected i love it was there a moment when that you can look back on where you know that where you knew that you'd found your purpose i wouldn't say there was a moment but probably moments probably smaller moments where i was still on my path and i almost like envisioned myself being in a certain place and whatever you want to call it like manifesting or whatever it is or whatever it looks like to you yeah there were certain moments that like i remember even like way before i knew well i always knew what vivo was but way before i met any of you even back two years ago at that first veg fest in october mm-hmm. i still remember that day perfectly when i spoke to charlotte in the line of happy mackie like I'll, I'll never forget that day but way before then when i was still down my path i always said to myself i would love to be doing what these guys are doing and be part of what they uh part of their community and represent them and when it all started and i pictured this so clearly and i can even remember the exact moment when i pictured this like i was in a park i could tell you the exact bench the exact thing that i was looking at like i remember it so vividly i still carried on doing what i was doing and like fulfilling my purpose and diving deeper into what brought me excitement and joy and that was just creating content sharing it and content around food health wellness and nutrition and then once all that started coming into fruition that's when i thought wow like this is a moment that i recognize which shows me that i am fulfilling my purpose and i am on the right path and i have achieved everything that i envisioned myself achieving and those moments i remember so clearly and that's just one of them but yeah i can't pinpoint an exact moment but there have been little moments like that where which sort of make me aware that i am on the right path and i'm doing what is right for me mm. i think actually that's a that's a, i always know when someone is living a purposeful life and i can spot it a mile off because things fall into place for them and things almost mm. become easy like you like you mentioned there you know these what things that feel like chance encounters in in the line at veg fest or yeah. a conversation you might have had or a person that comes into your life at the right time like i think we need to be really in tune and notice these subtle things when they happen because this for me yeah. speaks of someone who who is in alignment and and is living their purpose because then things start to line up for you and things start to feel easy i think if you feel that you're mm-hmm. you're really struggling to to get to where you are and i'm not saying that you don't need to work hard because there's a big difference but if you feel like you're swimming against mm. the tide and, and the world is against you and, and the universe keeps throwing obstacles in your path then maybe you need to course correct and maybe what you thought was your purpose is not mm. it's just because it was your purpose a few years ago does not make it your purpose now you know we 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 purposes can yeah, evolve and change true. and shift over time but i look at i look at your journey um i look at people around me other people around me that inspire me too and and their mm. their journey things have fallen into place when when they aligned themselves with their purpose maybe for a lot of their life they struggled and and felt like they didn't fit in and felt like they weren't moving in the right direction mm. and when that when that thing clicked then the little signs started showing up and the the future that you pictured starts to unravel and people come into your life at the right time and, and opportunities come along when 
when they feel too good to be true yeah. and expect them and and thing and it, and it starts to flow and i think we we need to we need to be be aware of that um it's it definitely speaks to me as someone that's that's living a purposeful life yeah for sure and like you say like just to be mindful and aware of those little things when they do come along and to almost like i think of them as like the universe saying hey you like you're on the right path mm-hmm. keep going like this is what you're meant to be doing and wh- whatever that may be whether you've really wanted to work with someone and you're now working with them or whether you really wanted to achieve something or whatever it is just those little moments are sort of like yeah you're on the right path keep mm-hmm. going and keep doing what you're doing but like you say your purpose two years ago might not be the same purpose it is today but that purpose initially guided you down the path that you're on today so just keep going down that path be open to everything that's going to come things might change your outlook on certain things might change it might get narrower it might get broader but just be mindful of all those little moments that sort of give you a kick up the bum and say hey keep going you're on the right path absolutely bro this hour has flown by man i really really enjoyed it yeah i know i can't believe it it's like yeah for a while (laughs) like i was mad I was saying the other day, one of the things I love about doing podcasts and the reason I'm so happy I'm doing them now is because you carve out that time for an intentional conversation and, and just to yeah be able to share this yeah. with you. It's been, it's been really nice, man. So thank you. Likewise. And thank you for having me. And I always love these conversations with you. And it is something special when you both just block everything out and just dedicate a hundred percent of your energy and attention to one another and just have a conversation. Like something yep. as simple as that can be so amazing. hundred percent. Fitzy, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Fitzy, uh, on YouTube at Fitzy, and then you can also find my site at fitliving.com, P-H-I-T living.com. And there you can find everything about me and what I do and my projects and recipes and everything else. Big up. And for the Vivo fans in the building, you've been hustling away very, very hard on something exciting over the past few months. and um, we can't reveal too much yet, but mm. I know when you guys see it, uh, you're going to be really, really excited about it. So big news to come, uh, some exciting updates to come over the, over the next month or so on that. Uh, Fitzy's also the man behind a lot of our recipes, most of, uh, most of our recipe eBooks, most of the delicious things you see on our Instagram. Um, so he's, he's a man of, of many talents and I can vouch personally, uh, whenever we're together and, and you get in the kitchen, uh, it's, it's always a treat. So, um, yeah very very yeah, grateful for that. Li- literally a treat yeah for sure <laughs> thank you brother thank you for all those kind of words thank you for being man I, I appreciate you i appreciate you being on the podcast and i appreciate every single person listening to this that includes you thank you so much for being here thank you for sharing this space with me and fitzy and i will see you very soon on the next episode lots of love take care Lo- much 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 love wish you all a lot of peace and a lot of positivity Peace out.